Welcome to episode 90. Oh my god, my butthole <laughs> fell out. <laughs> Ouch. I'm so sorry. I had no idea that That's would happen. It's not 90, the zero is my butthole. We're in episode 9. Okay. <laughs> sorry, episode 9 plus oh, Alicia's oh, butthole. Oh, 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 oh. I'm so sorry. We'll put that on ice. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll spritz that. Uh, <sighs> wow, you really caught me off guard. <laughs> I'm crying now. Uh, okay, our guest today, repeat guest, champion guest, Jared Evan Sampson. So uh, many names. Real names. Three real names. Leader of the band Tough Age. Are you the leader? <laughs> leader of the Tough Age. <laughs> yeah. I, I no. Man, man of the guitar. <laughs> I play a guitar and I sing the songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man no. of the guitar. Do da do da do. Head chugler. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really minutes. leading chuglin on the Tough Age front. <laughs> head honko. Yeah, I'm head you're honko. The, you're the head honko of Tough Age. Uh, great band. Check them out. I'm just going to do a plug right off the top. Longtime friend, uh, Torontoite. That's yeah. That's you're, me. You're like, I can take a drink of wine now because <laughs> I'm still talking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome back. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me back. So did you just get off the plane and come straight here? Yes. Wow. I wasn't in Toronto. That's I had no change i was in no. california visiting my parents you a, went to disneyland of course i went to disneyland <laughs> i'm not hiding so now that. how many times have you gone to disneyland oh i don't know that's well in the rear view the being able to 90 times more than that i'm definitely over 100 in my life jeez there was i used to have an annual pass i don't have it anymore and they'll track they how many times you've gone to the gates <laughs> i just i don't think i'm gonna go to the states much these days so oh, yeah. yeah so you got I, it out of the way yeah but I, the last time they tracked, I had passed either gate 62 times in a year or something like that. So, Whoa. But that counts every day in two parks. But I go a lot. Yeah. But I went to see my parents. Your parents are community. Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my mom did come to Disneyland with me. And she's like, why? My mom loves Disneyland. Oh, sorry. My so mom she and I instilled it. it in you? No. I, I like it more than her, for sure. Okay. But she would come. My father refused to come. He and does your wife him. go with you? She goes a lot. Yeah. She's very kind. <laughs> Again, I talked to I. Uh, we're back on Disney chat. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. I have a lot of questions because no, I'm never fine. probably going to go. Uh, yeah, well, so I, I want to know a lot. Well, Alicia, I know you'll a lot go there after it. you die because it's heaven. Really? <laughs> and you're going to be a beautiful angel. Wow. <laughs> it is definitely not heaven. <laughs> There's a lot of problems. Aww. A lot of bits of hell. Sorry, Penny uh, likes it, and uh, I think I said this before. I think if you go with me. It's different because I love it so much that if we're good enough friends and we're at Disney, then I will break you because I am so much better. I'm okay, a much better I've human. Been Drago. Exactly. Yeah. But we walk through a threat. And I'm I so much don't happier. ever want to be that good of a friend. Not because yeah. I don't think you're cool, but because I don't want to go to Disney. Yeah, I don't want to get That's broken. Fair. I <laughs> yeah. wouldn't make anyone that felt go. Threatening, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have to ask you to leave. <laughs> That's fair. I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have, I we have to say, deport you to Disney. My joy will. Oh yeah. In, infect other oh that's also bad <laughs> you're gonna yeah, get all of your you're gonna ideas get don't sound very good yeah. you're gonna be patient zero. look it's great 
yeah, Jared's joy. Do you document your visits? No, I'm, you really should. I take some. I, I feel like you should be a vice, a vice contributor well, I, for I Square vice. at least. I, refu- yeah, I refuse not- vice. I won't work. Uh, sorry, this is a, but I won't work with Vice in any way, shape, or form. Well, that makes uh, one of us. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And then I've had a good experience for the most part. I've had a lot of friends. So many of my friends have it. But another one of our friends one time said years ago, everyone hates Vice until Vice wants to do something with them. And then two years later, I saw a post from that very same person being, look at this Vice article about this thing I was doing. And mm. that's when I knew that true integrity was dead in the world. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, I was. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, yeah, yeah it's about I cashed that check yeah. real fast. Yeah. I'm in there too. I just, I don't know. I said, I said no a lot. I had asked none of our records or anything be sent to Vice. And then our first record was sent to Vice and we got uh, against my will. Oh, yeah. And we got trashed and it was my favorite thing of all time. And then I had a very funny roundabout where they actually did pay me because we went on tour with another band. Uh, a band with that we like, but with whom we enjoy their company. <laughs> I'll say, well, we went on tour with Pup, and they're great, and I like those guys a lot. But we went on tour with them, and we had done it through their Booker. And Wait a second, are they guys or are they puppies? They're they're men. <laughs> they're, okay. they're boys. All right, um, they're boys to men. Sorry, no pups. That would I feel like that Hank, would be a much Hank better band. Honk on Bobo. Oh, yeah. What about if there were four dogs with dog? guitars? All dog band called Pups Two Dogs, and they just do dog. <laughs> it's like Jingle Cats, but for boys to men. So. And just like K-pop groups, when they get too old, they're out. New yeah, pups. Yeah, get out. Get, get out. They retire. Schnauzer. Yeah. But right away, there so many people would adopt them. Yeah. Oh, that would be great <laughs> because they were rich. So what course. happened with Vice? Oh, so we agreed, and because we don't have an agent or a booker, I don't want to ever. I like doing things myself. So I always talk to the booking agents, and they're always very thrown off. That they're they're like, wait you're in the band yeah i'm the guy in the band <laughs> that's me um but i arranged this tour and then it came out that the tour was sponsored by noisy so i had already signed contracts and was agreeing to it but they never brought up that it was presented by vice i think just because in their mind they're like who wouldn't want to be associated with vice and i had to go back and be like you really should have told me because i don't work with vice do you have google uh i didn't know the tour <laughs> i agreed to go on tour with the band so. that's the story of my life like i say yes to something and then i'm like ah shit why didn't i google that <laughs> yeah but i just agreed to go on tour with the band and the band i like and i like their bookers is a company that i've dealt with before and, and they're they have a lot of great people working there uh, i respected everyone i was talking to and then last minute it was like oh yeah noisy's paying you that's a bit of a band nightmare yeah it was weird but i did uh, there's like a note about one of the records where i just you know I don't like to take things seriously. And I said something about, you know, look at the, come listen to the band Vice Trash before paying them $1,000 months later. Yeah, that's weird. I'm in a couple Vice things. And one of my happiest successes is that they asked for a photo of me and I submitted a photo that I was really happy with. It's a photo of me um, drinking in public. <laughs> I was, it was before a Sloan show and I was drinking like a hard cider that I had taken the label off. So it just looked like a, a can of diet coke and there was giant posters for paul mccartney that said like vancouver welcomes you back paul (laughs) and i was making he's standing holding a microphone like screaming into it and i held my can and i screamed into it and was just making fun of paul mccartney and i was like yeah this is my file photo please use it and they rejected it and so then i took another photo that was way worse and sent it in i took like a photo where i was lounging on the ground and i was like oh this is more vice style and then uh the person who was writing the article was like, yeah, I held that photo back. And so they just used the original. So now if you Google my name plus Vice, there's a really great photo of me making fun of Paul McCartney. 
That's wonderful. Yeah, it's a real success story. Yeah, and anyone who wants to, you do you. I'm not. I don't judge anyone for any decision. Then what do you do own. with your spare time? I go to Disneyland. Oh <laughs> man, true. I need a hobby. <laughs> you go to Disneyland, and but then you secretly judge everything there, but you whisper it into Minnie Mouse's ear when you're sitting on her. I lap. go over to the, the Snow White Grotto and throw a coin in the well. I'm like, compl- <laughs> that's my complaints department. I go, yeah, no. You need to bring back the Main Street Electrical Parade. And then they did. I'm a genius. Oh, that sounds good. It's great. So we had you on about a year ago. Since then, the job that you work at has moved locations. We did. Oh, boy. It was, it's, a, it's a store. You've mentioned the name before. Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, I thankfully work for a wonderful place where my boss would never care if I told stories about horrible things that happened at it. So I work at a comic shop called The Beguiling. In Toronto that uh, also runs a big festival called the Toronto Comic Art Festival. Well, it's a separate thing, but people from the store are very heavily involved in it. So we've, we were in the same location for 25 years, and the store's reputation is like, we have everything. So then we had to move because West Bank, a wonderful Vancouver developer, bought Honest Ed's in Toronto and all the oh. land around that. So all the Mervish Village got evicted, ran evicted. Which was very funny for me to watch Toronto learn React about rent eviction because they didn't believe it. Even my coworkers didn't see it coming and couldn't believe this is happening or that, oh, they're actually going to do it and they're not going to let anyone back. They're yeah, not going to be nice about it? They don't understand. And for me, they're like, you seem, you really rolled with it. I go, yeah, I'm from Vancouver. Everything <laughs> I love is a condo now. Yeah. Everywhere that I used to go <laughs> turned into a condo. I've been evicted by West Bank before. Yeah, everything wow. so, you love will disappear one day. Yeah. So we moved, uh, we moved 25 years of being in the same location into a new store. I worked 40-something days straight, 12 to 15 hours a day. Uh, it was actually great. I felt really good because I was accomplishing so much. Uh, it's wonderful. Well, then I'm sorry. You can't be a guest on the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. oh, I'm sorry. Oh, believe me. When the you worked out that long? you came in through is the same one you yeah, can leave it's right by, by Alicia's bow. Yeah. <laughs> Lying on the Don't ground. Don't step on it. <laughs> We're going to reattach it later. Yeah. When you work somewhere. Yeah. That many days in a row. Oh, it was just like one low level nightmare every day. So. It was yeah. bad. I had to listen. I listened back to my episode to make sure I didn't repeat myself, which is a bad tendency of mine. But then I thought... It's okay. I would I never worked, let that happen. Yeah, I, I worked for a month straight. There's plenty, of, there's plenty of new material going on there. Yeah. So as this was happening, you were also moving merchandise out of the store into the new location, or did that all happen in a blitz? We were running two at the same time for a month. So we were running the new location with all the new product and clearing stuff out of the old location. So we did... Step up sales, getting up to like 75% off by the end. Jesus. Yeah. And as you would expect, everyone, you'd think that people would be nice that they're getting such a good deal on it, but it's never enough. You get more animal-like in your <laughs> pouncing on the prey, which is the merchandise, the oh. cheaper it gets because you're like, that's a weak prey, right? For sure. We, is that uh, a yes. metaphor? That's- it attracts the different clients. Yeah. To- predators. <laughs> <laughs> the, the number one thing yeah they are predators the hyenas uh, oh window shoppers was the big thing it, the number one kind of person attracted was people walking in and going boy i'm really gonna miss this place i uh, can't believe what a shame and you're just like i've never seen you before in my life mm-hmm. i work here full time i've never seen you and the same people being like oh you're moving it's the end of an era and I'd go, well, we're moving. We're not shutting down. We have a new location. They'd be like, oh, I live across the street. I used to masturbate to your sign every day. <laughs> They'd actually just say, well, it's not the same. Like, And that, my answer, I got so fed up with people. Like, well, it won't be the same. I said, 
It will actually be the exact same. It's literally <laughs> the exact same. Oh, but the building. And I was like, the building isn't ordering the books, man. The building isn't doing anything. If you don't want to support us anymore and you need an excuse, you don't You don't have one here. They like, were just you like, just oh, we shopped at your store to support the landlords. That's yeah. <laughs> what our whole deal was. Yeah, it's strange how people can't make conversation around any type of loss. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that uh, Hot Artwood City is closing and people have tried to like start conversations with me about it. And I'm like... What don't you understand about running a business? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm really going to miss it. I'm like, did you buy art there? Yeah, did you ever patronize the store? Yeah. yeah. Like, how did you go to shows all the time? Did you, what, what are you going to miss about it? Because mm-hmm. it's someone's like career in life. Uh, mm-hmm. So you being like, oh, it made me sound, yeah. Yeah. yeah I love how, like, how Chris is like, well, you should have bought some fucking art. <laughs> like, <laughs> buddies. Yeah. People walk in and they're making it about themselves. Yeah. But they have no connection even on that level, even saying, have you bought anything? Mm-hmm. People no. would do that to me at the video store and the like, we didn't close down. We weren't closing down, you know, when anything would happen and they'd be like, oh, I can't believe this place is not going to be here for long. And I was like. <laughs> who, who did you hear that from? It's not true. Like they they like to make that, and they're like, "Can't believe this place." And I was like, "Well, I've never seen you rent here." And they're like, "Oh no, I got Netflix." And it's like, yeah. "Cool, then leave." <laughs> yeah, you can't like. It's like, oh, I really love that coffee shop, uh, but I don't buy coffee from them. Yeah, like yeah, I would never get sad over a coffee shop closing because I would never patronize. People are fucking weird. And they write these stories around themselves where they are the main character. The ones I write about yeah. myself where I'm the main character are like, but- <laughs> Well, they're like erotic fan fiction written about you by you. Yeah. It's called Alicia Tobin. She puts the cookie in her to mouth. Electric Chugaloo. <laughs> Honking on Bobo. <laughs> right. See, I'm I'm always a supporting character. I write a story and I <laughs> someone shuts a door in my face and it I don't get to be included. It is definitely a human human habit where you try to connect by making a story relatable to yourself or telling another story like how it, you had something similar happen to you, but I think we go a little bit overboard and like I I overheard a conversation with a man with a broken foot and then another man explaining how he once knew someone who broke his foot <laughs> like this poor guy still in a cast and like his life is like fucked for the next couple of months maybe a year as he heals and then mid-sentence this person tells a story about somebody they knew a few years ago the same thing happened and i was like oh that was that man's chance today to you to know kind of connect and <laughs> say like i know i've done it myself but i did enjoy like being like oh shit <laughs> yeah no definitely that's how everyone tries to relate and i catch myself so many times in a conversation being like why did i just need to tell that dumb anecdote about myself i'm doing it right now yeah we are just all doing <laughs> it actually that's pretty i mean it's a podcast that's what the world of what? podcasting is <laughs> I yeah, what I'm are sorry. these things in front of our faces <laughs> i thought this was a video Glam. <laughs> video glam? Video yeah. Glam. I want to be in a video glam. I love it. Uh, I thought this was a giant dong. I was just no, holding up know, to my face. Does. It isn't no. a proper, it isn't really a podcast because you guys have never tried to sell me a mattress. So oh. Fine. We would though. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, mattresses. I have a Casper mattress. It's wonderful. Get oh, at us. Yeah. We'll, don't give it away for free. You're giving them free ad Casper, space if you're listening to this podcast, it's I like need another mattress. Sleeping two on together. a ghost. <laughs> I want to sleep in between two mattresses. Why isn't that their catchphrase? It's too heavy. You die. No, the mattress it's like, weighs more than you. I wrote like them today on and asked them a question about how heavy it is. <laughs> yeah, it's bigger or smaller than a bread box. I don't know what I'm talking about. 
can I have a mattress too? I'm sleeping on the same mattress I got when I was in high school. Let's get it. Going. <laughs> yeah, let's- I don't need a mattress, but. Well, because you sleep like a cling on, just on like a hard <laughs> concrete surface. That's great. And I you do eat, like that. You eat gah, and <laughs> that's worms. Um, I have a question about gah. <laughs> <laughs> Hank started eating earthworms today. <gasps> oh. Is he a cling on? I think he's a cling on. He was wading into puddles that were quite deep. I'd say like two or three inches deep, which is a lot when you're only twelve inches high. Yeah, that's bigger than my dick. And, um, whoa, Jessica, not safe for work. (laughs) You talked about your butthole right off the top. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, yeah, so he was, went fishing for them at the dog park. That's pretty cute. And then he saw one that was on the sidewalk trying to escape him. And he's like, well, I'm going to eat this. I'm like, no, we're going to save him. And, uh, he's like, I'm going to eat it. I'm like, no, (laughs) that's tough when, when you, you see the thing that you love, uh, doing what is natural to them, and you're like, oh, it's killing smaller animals. Yeah, that I mean, worms I know don't have a, like a central nervous system the same way that animals with faces do. But I still like worms. Like yeah. they're still cute. I don't even know what it would do to him to eat a worm. Like maybe he shouldn't eat worms. Maybe it would come out exactly as it was. Barf oh. <laughs> and go straight back into the ground. Oh, and we around. need to take a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. no? Okay. I, will, I won't tell you my awful dog eating story. Then we'll move on. Oh yeah, that's Jarrett's famous story where he ate a dog. I ate a t- oh, <laughs> it. It's no. super fucked up. <laughs> and then he listened to Honkin' on Bobo three times. And then he bought a T-shirt with Honkin' on Bobo on it. Yeah, he's a, a Bobo honker, number one fan. <laughs> yeah. I one of the only times I remember being chastised by my parents in my youth was my refusal to go on the Aerosmith rock and roller coaster with my younger brother. Where is that? It's uh, in Florida, the Disney thing in Florida. <laughs> I imagine it's just Aerosmith, Aerosmith World. roller coaster. They still do, as far as I know. Why? Uh, they recently had to edit the video because uh, what's his name? Steven Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. In the video intro, they finally realized after 15 years he did like a lewd hand gesture. <laughs> you said when you did hand gesture, I you went did to the, do it and I stopped. You went to do the hang loose gesture. It's sort of like that. He did the one that's very close to that. That's what gross men do. This, yeah, the like the I'm, shocker. Yeah, there you go. He did the shocker in the video. I don't feel well. I want to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is all part and parcel of why I would not go on Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster, which That's is just... That's for children. It's that just he a did ro- a video... For, did he know no, that video was sexual. for children? Oh, he did, yeah. He's a deviant. It's a sexual roller coaster. Yeah, oh. they just play... To oh. emulate what it's like to sleep with Aerosmith. Yeah, so that's why I wouldn't go on it. It's only, it only takes 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a huge, like, high-pitched scream at the end. <laughs> In my memory, I just remember looking at it and when it's When you're done, like there's a bunch room. of scarves tied to <laughs> Arms, like just so many, <laughs> like really high waisted weird pants with stripes oh. on them. Imagine Steven Tyler refuses to wear a condom because he thinks all the scarves he wraps around <laughs> his penis. He's like, "Yeah, wrap it before you tap it with a beautiful fine scarf." <laughs> <laughs> That's the rest of that phrase that no one finishes because we all know it, right? Oh man, how did he wind up making? A person who turned out not to be weird. Well, I guess I know the answer to that. Liv Tyler is cool because she was raised by Todd Rundgren. Oh, that's, that's why. true. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to, to Todd Rundgren. Love you, Todd. Great musical artist. Thank you for not honking on Bobo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he honked on some Bobo. Yeah. Thanks time. for keeping your Bobo honking to a, a minimum around Liv. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so I have a retail dream. Whoa. Yeah, this is weird because they don't happen very often. I mean, it's a retail nightmares dream, basically, because I heard from the second person I know who has been on this podcast that they have gotten really good jobs from being on this podcast. Whoa. Whoa. That they've been hired sort of without even needing a full interview because the person who hired them recognized them from this podcast (laughs) and was like oh yeah you're a good person i know your whole deal (laughs) and yeah someone told me that at a show on friday and it it was it's sort of like hard to process because it's like oh we're actually doing some good stuff that's amazing yeah lovely yeah and so i'm very happy that two former guests now have jobs that they really love and uh your boss is cool (laughs) <laughs> it's weird to not have anything to be enraged about. <laughs> it feels nice and strange, like an emptiness. Yeah. yeah. But a pleasant it's like, sense of... It's like, give me some little break. Limp Bizkit. Right? <laughs> Favorite band. Still, number one. Right up there. Chocolate Starfish. Yeah, yeah. Hot dog flavored water. Ugh. It's like our two favorite things. You love hot dogs and yeah. I love chocolate starfish. Yeah. So. And, that, and that's very apropos because you talked about your butthole and you talked about dicks and there you go. Chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Mine's not chocolatey. Is that about, is it hot dog flavored water? What is that? Is it supposed know. to be jizz? I think that some hot dogs come in water. <laughs> or like when you boil yeah. hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, Ram says that the water tastes But like. in the state, in the, in the UK, hot dogs come in a tin. Oh yeah. Saucy. Mm-hmm. Do you have a retail nightmare, Alicia? Kind of. Um, I have never been a touring comedian. I learned pretty early on that I did not did not have the mustard for that gig in life. But mm-hmm. I did take two shows this weekend. Um, I kind of had this idea that it would be a road trip with my friend Katie Ellen Humphrey's past guest, uh, current friend. Papo. Papo. And it turned out to be like a pretty long weekend uh for us i think we were in the car for over 24 hours getting from point a to point b we had a show in duncan then the very next night we had a show in vernon mm. so pretty crazy so one of those is on the island one's on the island so we started on friday morning we left at 11 we made it to duncan for 5 p.m like not stopping at any point really and then the next morning we got up at six and left the hotel at six forty-five. and Jesus. we were at vernon at 5 p.m Whoa. did the hotel at least have breakfast they did but we were uh we had to leave too early to take advantage of it holy shit yeah because i feel like the way they always trick you into not being able to get the breakfast is they say it's so early so yeah. it's like you must have at least That's what been I able thought. to get their shitty eggs yeah, or breakfast whatever breakfast is yeah. five to six thirty <laughs> and katie and i had packed a lot of like healthy food but um by saturday night after our second show which was really great i got to meet this comedian named laurie elliott who's a papo really 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 nice human being to work with and we decided we would just go out for like a drink and a, and a meal but it's vernon it's almost 11 o'clock at night my favorite place red robin uh <laughs> close much to everyone's relief and we end up at boston pizza how is that any better it's not no so just uh, a shout out to the server i believe her name was tina not part of the retail nightmare she's really lovely and what like, up you know, tina and we had all these like weird questions about food because everybody had different diet requirements and I can't eat gluten and it's a serious allergy. So, but I hadn't had a meal since Thursday night. Like what? I'd only been eating like Lara bars oh, and yeah. kale chips and that's tough kombuchas and mm. things like that. And, you know, you, they're filling, but that's not that thing. So I decided I'm going to have pasta. 
because I feel like at Boston Pizza, that's the place to do it. Like it's going to be like a huge portion, which I will regret because it's huge. <laughs> um, so I looked at the options and I always choose something I'd never make myself. So like I got the 50-50 sauce, which was marinara and Alfredo sauce. Whoa. On gluten-free pasta. And like they have like a gluten-free menu and <laughs> I was so excited. And then I got it baked and I'm from Quebec. And like, you know how they do like at probably any kind of local, not big city deli type pizzeria place will make these like baked lasagnas that are covered in cheese. Yeah. And so I was expecting that and it arrives and it's tiny. What? And it's not inexpensive. Like it's, yeah. it's like $18, I would guess. Yeah. It was about that <laughs> because I had the add-ons and it's gluten-free and blah, blah, blah. For a ramekin. <laughs> yeah. So it arrives and I'm starving and it's dry as fuck. Oh, fuck. And within a cup. fuck up? Yeah. Like, baking pasta. Yeah. So three or four bites in my stomach started to cramp up. Shit. Oh. And I, I, so I asked the server and she's like, would, I was like, are you sure it's gluten-free? And she said, yes. And I believe her, but there's something in it for the rest of the night. Uh, nothing gross happened to the listener. I don't do stuff like that. But I <laughs> did have really extreme stomach cramps all night from it. And uh, Boston Pizza, I don't, don't hate you, but. <laughs> but you don't like you. I don't like the, I don't like when you can't even do something like that right. Yeah, that's pretty this, basic. You know what? When I told the story out loud, it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> no. But but the server was a puppo and like the evening was nice and the crowds uh, in Vernon and the crowds in Duncan were puppos. There was a protester that showed up. At the, there were shows for International Women's Day, Women's Week. Um, a protester, a protester of-, of International Women's Day showed up on oh. Wednesday thinking our show was Wednesday, but it was Saturday. <laughs> And uh, so misguided in oh. so many ways. Um, and that was pretty funny. I guess he showed up for the show too, but he would have had to purchase a ticket, which was nearly thirty dollars. <laughs> that showed great. you. Yeah, that was kind of funny to have a protester at the show. To just say like, no, women don't. But the issue uh, that someone more in tune with the world brought up was that there's an International Men's Day in November. It's just not celebrated the same way. Yeah. And so a lot of jokes were made about that and. Forgiving even the idea that you would have a hundred people with you to protest. What are you protesting at the at the comedy show? <laughs> yeah. Stop <What>? laughing. <laughs> but what is the complaint? It's there's there's women on this bill. No. <laughs> yeah, what? no one really knows. Unacceptable. Yeah. It just seems no so... one really knows what he was up to. Yeah. What uh, what could you be accomplishing there? And it's this beautiful theater. So it's like seven hundred people, but and... it's in the shape of a uterus. Yeah, I mean, and we all shoot out of it. Yeah, like over and over and over again. From the fallopian tubes down into the main. (laughs) (laughs) You do your special dance. (laughs) Yeah, so it was Boston Pizza Boo. Also, uh, a Boston ha- Pizza Boo. Boston Pizza Boo. That's the third time I've eaten a Boston Pizza. It's the last time. I've never gone. I always have to go because of something like that. Yeah. Like, except for my friend uh, Jeffrey Yu was in school and he's like, Boston Pizza has cheap drinks and we got drunk at Boston Pizza. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that when former guests, yeah. like Randy Newmeyer, yeah. worked there. I really wanted to just go sit in her section, tip her yeah very well and then she was like oh by the way i resigned <laughs> what's yeah, that called was Quit. the end of a dream for us <laughs> yeah and for her too yeah <laughs> she, I'm sure she, she was have... gonna be mrs boston pizza <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry you couldn't get drunk at a boston pizza well it's not it too was, late you still could live for, the dream it was jay crazy and i drinks. our anniversary was coming up and we were like well what do we do like our fifth anniversary is coming up now and we're like we don't know what we should do 
uh, I think maybe third third one we went to like the fanciest restaurant we'd ever been to and i we got the fixed price menu and i i thought it was five courses but then there was dessert and i was like well my body just broke like a body this size cannot have six of anything that's bullshit (laughs) try harder (laughs) well yeah it was a really romantic night because he, he was like trying to hold my hand or put his arm around me as we were walking home like still daylight also walking home from dinner uh what a goon and i was like don't touch me (laughs) i feel like i had to walk with my hands in my waistband and stretch it outwards because i thought i was gonna like vomit on the street that's the worst thing about like having a romantic meal a nice meal yeah and then you have to like try to do sex after no 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 way we've never done that before like you like getting out of the dating situation is great because that's like just what happens when you're dating you go for like a really nice meal hopefully and then afterwards you're like let's do it and i'm like ah and by do it we mean watch four hours of star trek oh yeah 100%. <laughs> yeah yeah jared does. yeah we're all virgins here right guys <laughs> not me know. oh um do you want to throw in another retail nightmare oh boy howdy having a sale of 75 percent off meant that it was just like every second person was deplorable for a month <laughs> Whole uh, basket full. So the, the first thing we had to do immediately, we were in a house, like an old Victorian house. We had two floors and the upper floor was superhero stuff and downstairs was small press weird stuff. Superhero people, by and large, uh, will steal before anyone else. So huh. we took the till out of upstairs because we used to have people buy some upstairs and then they would sort of leave and we would monitor them. And we were in tune enough to know whether they had paid or they had chicken downstairs. And suddenly it was so chaotic we couldn't. So we took the till out of upstairs, but then we still just had to pay someone to just be present so people did not steal. The amazing thing she figured out right away that actually ties it to Disney is that people were going crazy and they were arguing and fighting with each other. And she she was like, I need to do crowd control somehow. So there's this loop of Pirates of the Caribbean cue music and she put it on <laughs> because it's music they made to make people be okay with their interminable situation and she said it immediately worked and people just calmed down and sort of started respecting each other pirate music it's just a very mellow loop it's on youtube just pirates of the caribbean cue music and it's like an hour long well i wouldn't know because the only time i ever went to disneyland the pirates of the caribbean ride was under maintenance you had to do the aerosmith yeah i had to (laughs) ride on steven tyler's chugel (laughs) i mean bobo (laughs) i don't even know what he has (laughs) (laughs) but you digress (laughs) yeah thank you for digressing for me (laughs) if needed but yeah, upstairs was crazy, but people were immediately trying to steal. And the other thing is that I had been there every day. So we had all this stuff we were doing on sale because we had so much stuff for a dollar or $2 or $3. And there are all these boxes that were even like, if you buy this many, there it's like 10 books for $20, which is not good enough for people. They look at a book that costs them $2. It's usually 25 to 30 and they only want to pay $1 for it. They only want one page. So they were all trying to switch the stickers and move it around. And every single person... <sighs> But they would come downstairs and I would go through them and go, this is two, this is from there. And they go, no, I found that in the dollar box. But I had priced every single thing. Because you worked put, there for 40 days in a row. Yeah, <laughs> and I had put everything in every single place. So I just kept getting to shut down people who would then argue with me. And I finally just like would lose it on people because they'd be, no, that was in the dollar box. And I just 
show it to them and go, see that? I put this directly on. You pried this up with your finger. I can see the finger mark, and you put it on this book. You can't have this book anymore. And that's it as well. They go, well, I'll take it for three. I'm like, no, you can't have it anymore. It's done. You're like, $40 or nothing. So this is all going. It's making me, and it's just like low level, and I'm dealing with it. But it came to a point finally, this guy tried to do it like six times, and I loudly announced in front of everyone. I said, nope, that's not right. He said, the sticker's on it. And I said, yeah, horrible people keep switching the stickers and hoping that I won't be here when they buy their stuff. The only problem is I'm always here. (laughs) (laughs) That felt very good. But so all this happened, and this is like a month straight, and I would be until running around, but still until for 10 hours a day, just ringing people out of lineup the whole time. That's awful. Uh, and, but, but this it is was, all because he wanted to be there. No, but it was <laughs> but it was actually because we'd opened the other store and my boss needed someone else who could look at product and know what we needed, know what we didn't need or what we wanted to hang on to or quantities. And also, I'll be mean to people, which sometimes they need a firm hand. But the, this all built up to, I finally got through it all and I had one last shift before I had a day off and it was at the new store. So I thought this will be easy. They were still moving, but I went and I'm at the new store and this woman comes in and she's looking for these books that we had ordered for her or that my boss had. So we carry a lot of French comics, which are called Bédé or Bandesine. So she said, I ordered them with him. And I said, oh, okay. The owner is the one who deals with all that. You know, unfortunately, like it's his department. Um, we don't have it in our inventory. We're just in the process of moving. Today's like the final day of our big move. So and she's like, well, what am I supposed to do about it? I said, well, uh, you can send him an email. No. <laughs> okay well we could call you or email you and let you know but like he'll be here tomorrow and that's who you need to talk to and she went <sighs> and she leaves and i'm like oh ugh. and then about five minutes later the door opens and it's that lady again and she walks up to me and she goes here's how you could have done your job better okay and now oh. this is like in movies where the cop is like i'm one day from retirement <laughs> You're too old for this shit. I got shot down because the glass just shattered in my head and I broke. (laughs) And I was the rudest to this person I've ever been in my... I've now worked retail half my life. And I just cut her off and she went, let me finish. And I went, absolutely not. (laughs) And we proceeded to just yell at each other in the store with the only two people. And I'm like, we are moving. She goes, that's not my concern. And then you passionately made out... <laughs> she was so awful and we're just yelling and but also like I'm not proud of myself. It was horrible. I yeah. was yelling at this lady. Low point. And she went, "You're not going to get new customers this way." And why would we want you for a customer? You're awful. <laughs> Whoa. And, wow. And she stopped and we looked at each other and she turned away and I was like, "Thanks a lot for coming back and telling me how to do my job." She went, "I'm never coming back." And then she closed the door and I immediately felt awful even though she was terrible. And then you picked up her band Dessine and used the pages for toilet paper. I wrote, I wrote my boss and said, I, I'm yeah. so sorry. I lost this lady. I'll eat crow if I need to and apologize to her. I'm like, fuck her, but I'll do it. Uh, testament to the wonderful man he is. He was like, that lady's bothered me like six times about these already. She's a pain in the ass. And that was the only word I ever heard about it. But I felt ashamed, and it was a true nightmare because I was ashamed of my actions. She was awful, and I was at the finish line. I had four hours to go before just 
two days off. You're so close. Well, I guess it just never feels like it's worth it, right? No. I felt so guilty for disrupting the natural order, which is you wait till they're gone and then you make fun of them to your coworker. Yeah, then you flip them off underneath the desk. You write a yeah. note about them in your file. And then you fly across the country and come on a podcast <laughs> and throw them under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> and then one day you'll get a job out of it. So don't worry about it. I think that people that are willing to go to that length, like the very famous woman in uh, that Michaels video that went viral. Oh, wow. That um, we haven't discussed that on the show yet. We just po- it was on our Facebook page. And there's another video of her doing it in Starbucks. Yes, yeah. So she is like a chronic abuser of staff. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, go Google Crazy Michaels Lady. Terrible customer Michaels. Yeah. And just I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you have to watch that, but everyone needs to watch it. I feel like it's a a crash course in just like how not to act. Yeah, and you know, I think that there's probably a very good chance that this is a problem. I feel like there's it's important to have compassion, uh, but not lump everybody into the same group. Like mental health issues mm-hmm. come in a lot of different shapes and form. But uh, also, so people are just jerks sometimes. I think too. that that's the thing where she's just like a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um. But yeah, my but that's got to be wins. a disease too, right? The line is hard to blur in my job. We talked about that before. It's just yeah. very hard where I'm – and I, that's why I try to police it in myself very often. I'm just thinking, are you just having a bad day because of something you can't help or are you the worst? Mm-hmm. It's one of the two. Well, I've had also people – like I've talked about it before on the show, but people call me a bitch when I wouldn't give them their money back for something that was like, why would I give you your money back? You kept a movie for a week. Yeah. Like you watched it and you didn't like it. He called me a bitch. And then, you know, after we argued Whoa. for a while, he was just like, I'm sorry I'm taking this out on you. I'm just having a bad day. And I was like, that doesn't really make it better. Yeah. Even yeah. if that's the case, like, it's cool that you can admit that right now. Yeah. Maybe think that before you call someone a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, over that's and over and over. That's what that comes in the mad lib getting, of your day. Yeah, when you're a there. very large man and I'm a tiny woman and we're the only people in the store and you keep calling me a bitch. <laughs> I listened to my episode to make sure I didn't repeat myself. And now I'm like, oh, I have an anecdote. But now I may, I'm like, maybe I told it. Which one is it? It was when I was a manager at Rogers. And uh, <laughs> one of the girls was like, this guy yelled at her about late fees for a movie. And she started crying. She was so upset because he was being so awful to her. So I was a manager. I went over to talk to him. And he gave his spiel to me. And, of course, he had the perfect phrase that they always say. He said, I'm a good customer. And I don't deserve treatment like this. Blah, blah, blah. And when he was done... And it's the only time I had this like perfect calm over me where I just knew what I was going to say to this guy. And I said, yeah, the thing about people who say they're good customers is that they're always bad customers. It's so true. Because if you were a good customer, you wouldn't have to tell me the you whole, were a good yeah, customer. That whole context would never come up yeah. where you'd have to prove yourself. Yeah. We probably would have done something for you because we'd be like, oh, it's this guy. He's a good customer. We would know. It's almost as, almost find that exactly the same with bad people. Yeah. yeah. I'm a good person. I just did a bad thing. Or I, yeah. 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 It's like good people don't have to constantly affirm that they're yeah. good people. Yeah. And so I said that to him and I, I was like, you can apologize to the girl or you can not ever come back. Those are your two options. And you can pay your late fee. Because of course it was about a late fee on a copy of Donnie Darko or something. I don't know. Come He's on. like, I had to masturbate to it every day for a week. <laughs> the rabbit man. It's so he gets me good. <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch all the deleted scenes. <laughs> but that was the only time I did say something back to a customer and I felt totally justified. And I walked away and was sort of like, like fist in the air, like ending breakfast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I felt really good. Don't you yeah. forget about me. 
I think those things you have to either say for yourself because you're going to feel okay about it afterwards. Mm. I don't think they have any impact on how people behave. And so if that's the, that thing, like if you can, I have struggled recently to not say what I'm thinking because of a variety of things, mostly just being kind of tired and worn out. Mm. Um, but I find that it does, isn't paying off to be <laughs> direct. Yeah. And I talked to my mom who has a, like a really serious chronic pain issue and she has been, she's can be kind of surly with staff at stores and we had to talk about it around Christmas time. And then last night she was talking about it and she's like, you know, she's on medication for her pain all the time. It's very serious. And she's like, I'm very irritable. And I think also like, that's one thing I really noticed working in the yoga store and working in the natural pharmacies and the pharmacies is that you start to be able to kind of pick up when somebody's in pain Mm -hmm. and work with that. Like there's certain body language and things like a shortness, but people we're talking about right now are those people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sometimes it just can come like people just are having really hard times and they need to also some people get a comic book are just jerks. Yeah. We always get heavy on mine because it's so crossed (laughs) over into that. I'm like, maybe this man, no, oh. yeah, like I think it's also I always too. feel bad. <laughs> yeah, he probably yeah. I mean, give him a break. French comics like how do they make all the honking noises <laughs> to make them laugh? It's, yeah, it's honk but it has an e on the end with honk-y. a little accent <laughs> igloo. Yeah. Um you guys, I realized a little while ago that I'm dressed just like a grandma who lives You're in Florida. You're dressed like what's her name from uh Married with Children? Oh. oh. Peg Bundy. Yeah. yeah. I was never allowed to watch that show. Because no, they acknowledge of the not. existence of sex. Yeah. Uh yeah, for the listener, I'm wearing uh like gold uh glittery cardigan that I've owned for Ever, as long as I've known you. Nine years. I got it on the sale rack at H&M when I went to San Francisco for the first time, which was 2008, February, (laughs) so almost exactly nine years ago. Uh, I'm wearing a little baby doll (laughs) uh, dress from American Apparel that shrunk the first time I watched it, and now if I lift my arms up, you can see my whole crotch area. This is getting weird. And it is leopard print, and then I'm wearing pink leggings with pineapples on them, so I hope that paints a great picture for you. But that's the kind of description you give when someone phones you and pays $6.95 a Well, I'm not also telling them that I want to fuck them. Like, this is, I just want you to know that I Describe your feet. No! (laughs) They're hideous! That's my only description. They're shaped like semicircles. Stop it. Don't. Somebody's going to like that. <laughs> oh, crap. Want to take it? Oh, I just shoogled. Oh, like, no, I just boomeranged. <laughs> oh, Bobo, I honked on you too hard. Oh, no. Bobo, okay, can wait. you hear me? Let's take a break. But right before that, I want to do a new segment called... Honk on Bobo or Chugolin? Honk on Bobo or Chugolin? Please. Jarrett, honking on Bobo or Chugolin? <sighs> do we explain the context on no. either of these? Should we? Yes. Okay, you can do that if I'm you a, choose to. I'm a horrible human being in many ways, <laughs> and I get really obsessed with things that are really bad and especially when they're done very earnestly when people are doing them are like are oh, you aren't gonna believe what i got for you it's gonna yeah. blow your mind so one of them is the song keep on chuglin which is a, a credence clearwater song that i was saying a cream clearwater's greatest hit cd is 21 tracks long it is not on there 
There are songs I've never heard before on there, but not Keep On Chuglin. It's about seven minutes long, and they just keep saying the phrase, Keep On Chuglin. Oh, like, you know, and they're like, Keep On Chuglin. Like that Fogarty, like, Keep On Chuglin, baby. Yeah. And the whole thing, there's a lyric, so Chuglin, as he describes it, he says, well, if you're a natural man... What does that I don't mean? know what that means. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, you, you got if you man? are a natural man, I'm not because I, I, you know, <laughs> very I kind of feel like it, like if you're a natural man, you have to constantly battle the smells your body creates. Like, what <laughs> yeah. do you keep on chugling? It's like keep on body maintaining. But, but he says very directly, and not- wash your armpits and your ballsack, <laughs> trim your pubes. It's growing up in yeah, yeah. That actually has a, a ring of truth to it, maybe. <laughs> if you're a natural man, he says yeah. you're a natural man. You got a ball and have a good time and that's what i call chuglin i hate he calls chuglin i hate ball as a verb it's sick i feel like the ball and like balling that probably meant like something else i bet it meant partying no also, it meant no, yeah there's also a song by uh, this song my love by a guy who was a professional wrestler his name was beauregard and then he made a soul <laughs> record where he wrote all the songs and arranged it and uh, Greg Sage, who later would be in the band The Wipers, played guitar on it. He's like 16. It's a big thing. It's crazy. So he's like a Portland wrestler. And there's a song on it called Everybody Ball. And it is just the like the word, like the most see-through innuendo. Where it's he just not says, even an innuendo. Yeah. But it just he's just saying like, just everybody ball? ball. And he's like, do it in the street. Do it in the stall. Stuff uh, like that. And you're like, this is sick. I don't what like is, this Maybe he's talking about speedballing. He was a... Maybe. Maybe he meant to say brawl because he's a wrestler. He used to, he used to he, ride. Something happened. Like he has an injury and he <laughs> can't say brawl. <laughs> he used okay. to ride a giant motorcycle tricycle around the streets of Portland. But now I digress. Hey, keep Portland weird. Yeah. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Is it Portland that's staying weird? Uh, yeah, and Austin. Yeah. A lot of cities same, staying weird. Same place. Okay, so. <laughs> we can't afford to stay weird yeah, here. We Explain honking on both. So, yeah, so that's Chuglin. Honkin' on Bobo is a 2004 album by Aerosmith. <gasps> the year I graduated yeah. high school. <laughs> so now we've talked about Aerosmith for seven minutes of this podcast. <laughs> At yeah. least. It's almost <laughs> as long as Keep on Chuglin'. <laughs> and counting. Uh, so it's an album they put out, and the cover of Honkin' on Bobo is a picture of an Aerosmith-branded harmonica, which is the Bobo, is the harmonica. Yeah, my friend has bought one while she was drunk before. <laughs> And it has a lipstick stain on it. So it's a, in a satin case with a lipstick stain in the Aerosmith logo. It's called Honkin' on Bobo. I feel like there's some innuendo there. It's, but I'm not oh, smart yes. enough to figure it out. Yeah, no. It, there's definitely honkin something on Bobo. there. I'm honkin' on a Bobo. So Honkin' <laughs> on Bobo and Keep on Chuglin are these two twin sons of just the horror. The horror of rock and roll. That loom over your entire existence. Yeah, I think about them probably once a week. Like both of them. It's basically your religion. I feel like keep on chuglins like something you say to yourself when you get the twelve inch meatball sub. <laughs> <laughs> to yourself, you're like, I guess I'm just gonna keep d- on this downward spiral. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna keep on chuglins. Some little like down greasy southern guitar playing oh. in my background while I eat the whole. But thing. it's not even southern. Yeah, they're from the southern Bay Area. California. <laughs> yeah, well, it's northern California. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, so they're fakes. Come on. So honking on Bobo. How do you know if you're chuglin? <laughs> Uh, if you have to ask, you yeah. are chewing. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you're chewing. Yeah, you definitely know. Everyone would know. I don't really know how this segment goes. I think maybe we just all on the count of three say Bobo or Chuglin. All okay. Right. Okay. Chuglin. No. Oh. I got to count. Yeah, wait. Okay. okay. Wait. You blew your load. <laughs> you blew I honked my ball. Honked on Bobo too early. Okay. One, two, three. 
Okay, that's that's our segment. <laughs> so, Jarrett, it is time for Jay. Please cue the music. What's your favorite grape? Ah, what's your favorite grape? Purple, purple grape seedless. Purple don't want, don't want to work. <laughs> don't want to work. Don't no want grape. to work at it. Just want the grape. What do you think about those small grapes, those Concord grapes, for example? I like them. I like. And you it. can just chew the seed. I, uh, I can deal with that, but I prefer no seed. Okay. I'm, I'm lazy when it comes to grapes. What if you're in nature and you just like spit the seeds out like a Johnny Appleseed? I would still. Grape- vines all over the place i would eat look I, i'll eat a, a, gr- a green grape pearl grape seed whatever i love a grape but yeah you ask, what's your favorite grape yeah seedless seedless purple 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 yeah you have a grape while you chugle <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. I've, never, I've never mixed grapes and chugling <laughs> this has been what's your favorite grape <laughs> so Jarrett, when's the last time you used a microwave time you used a microwave until four days ago the answer would have been over a year but because i stayed with my parents the answer is four days ago yeah what's a microwave i uh heated up an old quesadilla that my mom had made classic well it was a homemade quesadilla homemade quesadilla they taste so good in the microwave fresh out of the microwave <sighs> i feel like it's something you can make from beginning to end in the microwave yeah yeah probably Quesadillas, I have gone on, whoa, quesadilla benders. Me too. Like, like it's dangerous. a food that you can make when you don't have a lot of money mm. that makes you feel so wealthy. We had it again post that one. They made them last night. My mom made more quesadillas. Also, Great. it's just mom a grilled cheese sandwich. Flour yeah. tortillas are the closest thing to just raw dough that you can find. <laughs> so I'm a fan. I was a big fan of putting just one quesadilla in the microwave, 30 seconds, taking it out, folding it up into like a little eighth triangle taking bites out of it unfolding it beautiful snowflake put it on your face eat it off your own face (laughs) this has been when's the last time you used to microwave so now it's time for papo of the week papo of the week Jarrett, who's your papo oh I'm not going to be predictable and go with my other cat, even though I love my cat. Because Aww, I, he Jeremy. To Beecher, yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jeremy, my female cat named Jeremy, who our vet was very like, oh, but she's named Jeremy. And you're like, yeah, yeah it's a cat. We love Pearl Jam. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. I get that song stuck in my head so much because of our dumb cat. Jeremy had a hairball. <laughs> That's pretty <Yeah>. close. <laughs> I'm not going to do Jeremy because I find it's too predictable. I also I'm I know uh, Jesse Locke, our friend Jesse's coming on the show, oh. and so his his cat is going to be pup of the week for what the fiftieth time. Crumbs. I think yeah. post Jesse crumb crumbing it on pup of the week, crumbs should be banned. Too crumbs much crumbs. Only been crumb, pup crumb, of the week crumb, 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 crumb. at least twice. 
I've talked about someone who could have been Crumbs's sibling. Crumbs is amazing. I'm not trying. To, anyways, <laughs> this is me hogging all Crumbs. couple of the week. My actual answer I wanted to give was uh, my friend Chris and Heidi, uh, live in LA, have uh, two pugs oh. that they rescued. Um, From where? They were at like a, a puppy mill. Uh, so they're oh. being very abused, but they have them and they're lovely. Uh, they have two, but the little guy who was named Frank, of course, after the pug from the Men in Black film. They just didn't change the name. <laughs> Great film. I love that dog so much. And about two or three months ago, he got really sick and they had to take him in and didn't know what was happening and thought he was going to pass was away. Was he pregnant? It turned out he ate a seven foot piece of rope. <gasps> Yeah, he's my like, kind of a dog. Yeah, he's like this big, and he had a. Se- they were like, I don't know what's happening. So he had a seven foot piece of rope, and I've it done was the same thing. <laughs> oh my gosh! But it's it was very touch and go. Rope. Like he was having seizures and all this worry, and I was Frank. just like sitting so far away and just being like, well, Frank. But he pulled through, and I love that little guy. And I'm so glad that he made it through uh, after eating seven feet of rope. Which is why wouldn't you stop at a point when you realized it was. Dogs are, Frank. they're just like, there's just something genetically pre-programmed that they're scavengers and then also a no off button once they've decided they're going to eat something. And they also yeah. live in a world where food is plentiful. Like they're, they've got it hardwired into their brain that they're like, there's food there. I should eat it in case I can't have food later. But there's always going to be more food. And ropes aren't food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ropes are not food. That's well, the weird thing about dogs. <laughs> dogs are magical. I love Frank and I've never even... Yeah. I think maybe I've seen like a photo of Frank. Definitely, yeah. He's uh, we stayed when you guys went to the uh, the Madonna Inn. We went and stayed with uh, Chris and Heidi. Yeah, and I saw I saw photos. Yeah, when we Jared and I were on tour, and our tour diverged for a bit because Jared wanted to go to Disneyland. That's what I do, and I wasn't having it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so they went to the Madonna Inn. We didn't stay there. We just visited it. What's the Madonna it's, Inn? Uh, it's in. Oh, what's the town called? Uh, I don't know. I went to Disneyland. San Luis Obispo is where it is. It's amazing. It's this inn that was owned by a family that just were a little bit eccentric, uh, had more money than sense, and they just kept building and building and building these rooms that were, they're all sort of themed like there's a caveman room and there's the fucking just they're all so weird and it's like 60s kitsch and they've kept it the same there's a dining room and it has fake flowers like a canopy of fake flowers over it it's just like loud pink prints glitter leopard print it's like basically what i'm dressed as but (laughs) a whole motel it's amazing my uh, uh, previous guest sarah hughes and her husband josiah hughes their band prenup uh, shot a music video there when they were right yeah and it's amazing they got the suite that has a spiral staircase that goes up to nowhere <laughs> like that's what the madonna inn is like it's it's magical um alicia who is your puppo all right my puppo is oh this is tough i don't know how to explain it my puppo is hot art wet city uh, i concur my experience working there with chris uh has been wonderful so um this is the last time i'll perform there this week it closes at the end of march i'm super nervous that i'm gonna cry during my last show which i'm sure i will uh, Chris added up all the shows we've, we've done together. So 40 come draw with me. Holy oh. shit. 40. And it was supposed to be like one time thing. So that experience is my puppo. It's the end of an era. Mm. It's really. I don't mean to get all like, can't believe it's. it's yeah, gone. can't believe you it. Know, no, but we've bought things from them. Yeah. <laughs> I have art, a lot of stuff. I have art from, from there right the over gallery. your shoulder. And a lot of artists that work there, like comedians and so on, can't 
make art decisions right now in their life. So like no offense to any of the people listening that can't afford to buy stuff. It's yeah. I'm not there's a, we live in a city with people with a lot of money that don't invest back into the city. Oh yes. Oh definitely. Yeah. So that's it. That's my popo and it's I'm just trying not to think too much about it and hoping to get through the night. All those kind people that came all those sweet people that show that Vancouver is not an unfriendly place. Yeah. Mm. I've had nothing but good times at that place. And yeah. I'm going to miss all those mugs that you get to have drinks out of. All the weird cracked. I think that those mugs. are up for grabs. I know. He told me I'm going to get the one with the dog on it. Oh, nice. I'm that was really a really excited. good one. <laughs> yeah. The dog handle. Okay. So do you guys want to know my puppo? Yeah. My puppo <laughs> is all the horses from Cavalia. <laughs> <laughs> Good choices. Those are beautiful animals. Because they're so amazing. They come out and walk in a circle and then they walk in a square. And you're like, what? How do horses know about shapes? <laughs> and then they go on a trampoline and what? And they play the Beatles. They don't put the horses on the trampoline. It wasn't enough that they had the whole Beatles show. They're like, let's get some Beatles in the horse they show. They don't put the horses they- on a trampoline. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen Camellia. Yeah, you are lying. Oh. This show comes out the day before Jay's birthday. Jay's birthday is the 21st, and he has been begging me to make my puppo the week the horses <laughs> from Cavalia for weeks. Because uh, none of us really know what Cavalia is. We won't ever yeah. know. Because I refu- like, I feel like Vancouver is the only place where Cirque du Soleil can set up and remain year-round. And it's a giant tent that just exists by the Vancouver Police Department, <laughs> like yeah. beneath a bridge. We only ever see it when we're walking across the bridge. And it's so weird. Like, I feel like... I understand horses pretty well, and I feel like they don't want to be a Cavalia. <laughs> yeah, Agreed. I was very shocked. You totally got me, and I thought, just going to see Cavalia? I wasn't uh, buying it. I got it. And then in my mind, I was also like, I think that associating a horse with Cirque du Soleil would only make me like horses less. Yeah. Like, it could only be a detriment to horse. Yeah. And and to French Canadians as well. <laughs> yeah. Cirque du Soleil, I'm not on board. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of my heritage. <laughs> But what happened? <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> All the greats of your heritage. Cirque du Soleil, Just for Laughs, Gags. Juice Poirier. Cabana Cirque. It's all, I mean. Yeah, bonhomme de Neige. Oh, I want to fuck him. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> we got to wrap this up. So oh, sorry. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, my real pop of the week is I, uh, I saw a crow steal a peanut from a squirrel. And the squirrel was so mad. It wanted to fight the crow. And I ran in between them. I was like on a run. And I said, hey, guys, break it up. And they did. And I just kept going. I think to the benefit of the squirrel because crows are merciless. Yeah, yeah. that's vicious, squirrel, vicious that with squirrel squirrels. Was like a third of the size of the crow. So yeah, no, I'm sorry, guys, for doing a puppo prank. But Jay has really been bugging me about this Cavalia horses thing. So uh, yeah, those horses are. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I know that Taz Van Rassel went to go see it. Though. Yeah, we have questions for Taz. We've got to get him back on. <laughs> Never going to stop uh, making fun of him for that in my head. I am not a fan. I feel like it's this. It's like the circus for rich people. Yeah. And uh, but also Cirque du Soleil is kind of like 
there's a lot of room there to take advantage of artists. It's the same sort mm-hmm. of discussion about bodies and how long will a body last and what they're being put through exactly, and stuff. Yeah. And, and what's like, the remuneration for like, that kind of work. We, why do we need to pay money f- to see this? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll bend over for you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, I meant like I'll stretch weirdly. I don't know. Anyways. I'll climb up a rope to the Beatles for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, no what the horses That's all do. I ever wanted. Only Rolling Stones. <laughs> Just kidding. Only ELO. Only honking on Bobo. Only yeah. honking on Bobo. So, Jarrett, you got some new albums coming out. Uh, eventually, yeah. Plug them up. No, I can't talk about them yet. You this can't? year, I don't want. I oh, still it's a secret. Well, it's a little. There's stuff coming. Tough Age uh, changed over, so it's uh, just Penny and I and our friend Jesse now because we moved to Toronto and finally had to live in that reality. Uh, so yeah, there's some stuff coming this year, um, that is premature, but we'll have new material out in the summer and then later in the year, a uh, new full length. But if uh, people want to see some of your posters, they can tune in. You to can the- tune into the hit show Riverdale, uh, <laughs> where our poster is proudly displayed over sexy Archie Andrews bed. Oh, uh, I haven't watched it yet. We're getting a lot of people are very excited and a lot of people pointed out to me, which I appreciate every time. And also, as I've already stated elsewhere, frankly, I deserve it. <laughs> you really do. If anyone deserves Archie Andrews to fictionally like his band. And to it's, fuck underneath a poster. And fuck it. Oh, I haven't <laughs> seen the recent episode. Does, does in he, the posters? Does he, uh, uh, I mean, I've never the seen show. the show. Oh. No, well, none of like, us. There's an Energy Slime poster in that room, too, though. Also, and Energy Slime's on the Tough Age yeah, poster. Yeah, the Tough Age poster says... With Energy with Slime. Energy slime and, and Chris, Chris Martell, Martell, your former drummer. Which is wonderful. And Energy Slime's former yeah. drummer, too. But so yeah, I can see how, You can see how fictional Tough Age is doing in Riverdale. We're inspiring Archie Andrews to make some real Jack Johnson-y songs. He also... Doesn't he have a Serpico poster? Dog Day yeah, like that? is he a redhead actor? They dyed his hair, I think. Oh, it doesn't count. You know I, how I like a natural redhead. <laughs> the internet. If you are a handsome man with red hair, uh, <laughs> so I got that. Keep living uh, your life. I have a new enterprise label establishment thing starting up soon called VFFN. That's going to be kind of secret, so you heard it here first. I'm not going to Don't promote tell a lot. anyone. But I'm going to be starting just put out everything I like, so uh, going to do some records. Do gonna you do some like comics. my voice? So Chuglin, you got the goods. You got, a, you got some Bobo. I think I'm going to put out, a, put out a comic book by Jay Arner. I'm going to publish that as well. You heard it here first. Man. Happy birthday, Jay. S- secrets. So, uh, Jay yeah. has made a comic book. And it's called Now Me See Me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's great. So yeah, I'm we're gonna do like a publishing year. So I'm gonna do Jay's comic. Uh and it's an uh, anthology. Gonna publish uh some of my writing for the first time this year in a little scene called Give Up. And that's on the way, and that's what I'm doing right now. More music coming. Still waiting on that play that I'm gonna star in that One you're d- writing. It still exists, it's just we live in separate places. It's called Kim Moves On. Yeah, and I'm Kim, right? You're Kim. <laughs> Am I ever? <laughs> wow, you've got enough going on for the both of us. So, uh, Alicia, what up? Uh, you can come and see me at Little Mountain Gallery uh, March 28th, I think. Maybe it's 29th. And then Winnipeg Comedy Festival on the 7th of April. And then I'm taking a little bit of a break to work on some writing and stuff. Some honking. Some honking. I mean, I meant to say like hanging out with Hank, but yeah, because they called hon- honking, like honking on Bobo. It's just style. on your mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, if anyone <laughs> wants to catch up with me, I'm gonna be honking on Bobo real hard. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, this has been a lovely bird Kurt. Yeah, thank you so much for coming back. <laughs> thank you for having me back. It's lovely. a lovely treat. Thanks Welcome for... home for a bit. Yeah, also Thanks. Toronto's home. Thanks for drinking and wine Disney and World eating sushi. Not, I have no home. I'm a, I'm a like lone wolf and cub. Only I won't ever have a child. Sorry, right. I work in a comic book store. That doesn't work for you. I'm no. a natural man, and I got a ball and have a good time. Yeah. And that's what I call chugling. Keep on chugling. Chugling is when you put one testicle into the <laughs> vagina with your penis. <laughs> All right, this has been Retail Nightmares Podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Well, there's a lot of like cultural appropriation in rock and roll, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Stuff I'm trying to get in on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm Big wheel, keep on turning. <laughs> Well, now we keep on boning, oh, boning, boning, That's a baby rock and roll. <laughs> That's on the podcast. That's going to be the little tag at the end that we put in. So thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't like CCR, but I've just like absorbed so much of it because of liking movies from the 70s. It's just like on all the soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you put on CCR's Greatest Hits, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll have to sing this word for word the whole thing. (laughs) I just saw that Kong movie and I think they play four CCR songs in it because they're they're like, well, it's set in the Vietnam era right after (sighs) Vietnam and we're in the jungle. So we're going to play CCR consistently. Yeah. And then we're not, we're going to play <laughs> like the Rolling Stones. Yeah, no, you got to play. I love sparkling uh, wine. Paint, paint it black. Um, oh, yeah. I see a doodah and you know you got to paint it. I like no that colors anymore. It's black. You know it's true. That's all and you there. see it's going to be a black thing that you painted. That song is uh, the anthem for goths. Yeah. Black. yeah. Um, all goths get up in the morning that are men and they just slowly dip their penis into <laughs> <laughs> some tar. I was going to say some an inkwell. Yeah. <laughs> they it's just a do long the tip. Inkwell. <laughs> just the tip? It's a little hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bowler hat. Yeah. Uh, Jared, can you attest to this? These are secrets. <laughs> I don't know who leaked this You're information. You're wearing all black right now. <laughs> I am. It's slimming. Are you wearing? Are you wearing your bowler hat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I doffed it when I came in the room just for oh, you. I thank you. There's there's a penile bowler hat. Uh, <laughs> we should start the podcast. Rask? Okay.